When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hi, everyone. Anne-Marie here again with you. We've got another jam-packed show lined up for you today, so stick around. If you haven't got a pen and paper handy, I advise you to get one. If you're driving, obviously, you want to remain safe, so go back and listen to this uh, recording again. But my guest today is Claire Palatrow, and she is a Facebook ads consultant and confessed conversion junkie, and she helps small business owners bring in more subscribers and sales than they ever imagined using Facebook ads. And today she's going to speak about the number one mistake that small business owners make when getting started with Facebook ads, where she stands on the debate about running campaigns to get more likes on your Facebook page, and also her favorite trick for targeting to get more and better clicks on your ads. Now, if you've just kind of gone, oh, Facebook ads, you know, this is just too scary, too technical, this show is for you. And I really do encourage you to to listen with an open mind because, yes, while there are some technical steps, Claire's going to really lay it out for you step-by-step to give you some really deeper understanding. So this is a strategy that you can start implementing in her business or in your business as she has in hers and, and many of her clients, I'm sure too. And also at, at the end of the show, we'll let Claire share with you how you can get in contact with her so that if you've got some more questions, you'll know how to reach out and uh, ask for her help. So welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. It's really great to be here with you. <laughs> now, Facebook ads, I know that it can confuse people. I mean, with all the changes that continue to occur with social media, I mean, Facebook is one of them. They make a change and all of a sudden everyone's in an uproar. And then we have the the Facebook ads and that is something, a whole kind of old other topic which many people kind of avoid or they're doing or they're not doing really very well. So in your expert opinion and, and from what you've seen working with clients and, and just general knowledge, do you think that everyone should be using Facebook ads for their business? And if not, how do you know if they're going to work for a business? Well, for starters, I definitely don't believe that everyone should be using Facebook ads. They really require a significant investment in terms of learning. So that means time, but as well as money. I mean, this is not like getting better at writing your blog or or even public speaking. You know, you have to put money up up front in order to just get your feet wet. So that can be really tough. You know, in addition to just being scary, it can get expensive, especially if you you know, if you're really struggling to figure out what works for your business. But even people who could use Facebook ads to grow their business shouldn't necessarily do it 
at this point in their business. I feel really strongly about not recommending Facebook ads to people who aren't ready. And by ready, I mean they don't have things in place in their business already for them to, to actually see a positive ROI or even the chance of a positive ROI or return on their Facebook ads investment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there are definitely things that I look at whenever a client comes to me about running their ad campaigns to see if they're actually a good fit. And and a lot of times I, I say no, or, or they might be, but because Facebook ads have actually really increased in price recently, I mm-hmm. hate to say it because mm-hmm. that's kind of bad for my business, but you have to be really realistic about what your costs will be and, and then see if it makes sense in terms of how much you can conceivably make back off of them. Does that make sense? It does. And I think that what you've said is just so, so true. I mean, there are certain just technical things that you need to know because I've heard horror stories where people have set up an ad not really going in with a lot of awareness and all of a sudden they've spent hundreds if not thousands of dollars because all of these ads have clicked over because there's a huge market out there, absolutely. But you really do need to have the skills and, as you said, the back end in place, all of these different tools in place to be able to leverage the kind of exposure that you are getting and, of course, paying for. So those are all very, very important. So what would be some of the common mistakes that people make when running Facebook ads? And I think this is good because some people may be doing Facebook ads already or they're thinking of doing Facebook ads and then being aware of, look, these are some of the things that uh, people are doing that are wrong. And we can use it kind of as a checklist to ensure that we avoid doing this when it comes to uh, Facebook ads with our businesses. That is a really good question. And I wish I could say that there's only one or two things that people (laughs) tend to trip up on. Mm. But the major ones, I guess I would start with talking about strategy. So Facebook came out with this button. I can't remember how long ago. The boost post button. Are you familiar with it? Yes, boost post. Yes. Have you ever boosted a post of yours? I'm going to put you in the hot seat. I I have, actually. I have. Uh Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, that can be done strategically. But I once worked with a, a woman who had an unbelievable number of, of fans and like tons and tons of engagement on her page. But when I went into the back end and, and into insights, excuse me, and looked at who the people who were engaging with her page were, it turns out that she had spent tons of money on fans that were from countries that they just weren't likely to buy her products. Mm -hmm. And then on just boosting posts in order to get more engagement, in order to get those likes and shares. And we're talking about posts that were like inspirational quotes, you know, those. So zero links over to her site. I mean, all the action stayed on Facebook. And this is somebody who spent thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And I just felt terrible because in the end, we weren't able to sell her products because the community that she had thought she had built up, it wasn't actually there. I they just, were just sort of all over the place. I know you've got a couple of others to talk about today, but I just want to just pause there for a moment if people hadn't really picked up on just the importance of what you've said, strategy, like this boost post. Let's just get it out there. It's kind of like, well, what purpose? Let's have a look at, you know, some of the insights and things like that. What's been working for you? Who is it going out to? Strategy is so very important. And as you've said in this example, you can spend thousands of dollars, but then when you start to dig down into, okay, so how has this worked for us or not worked? What's coming up? We can actually see, well, because we didn't have strategy, unfortunately, we didn't get the results that we had hoped for. 
So strategy is just so very important. And if you're listening going, oh, strategy, strategy, it's so important. How can you achieve something if you haven't sit down and planned it, what you want, and then, all right, what are the steps that we need to take? It's so important, isn't it, Claire? It really is. And I mean, I may be simplifying things here, but for me, the number one strategy that I use Facebook ads with is to get people onto my list. Mm. I'm not interested in driving traffic to my blog. I mean, it's nice when I have people over there and visiting and commenting. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But if I can't actually reach them, if they're only my fans and not people I can get into their inbox and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is, you know, how we can actually grow your business then I personally think it's a waste of money. Yeah. It's so important, isn't it? Because a lot of people, just touching on what you've just said here, and then we'll let you share the second point. Sure. sure. What you mentioned about, you know, the the engagement and people on your fan page, all of that, business page, that's great. But the relationship really starts when someone is on your list, they're in your world, and you're able to continue to build that know, like, and trust on a far deep, deeper level. And and that in itself, I think, is a huge aha for people listening today. Oh, because, yeah, you know, yes, you can have a sort of a level of engagement, but it, the, the rubber really hits the road, doesn't it, when you have a strategy that says let's get these people from Facebook onto the list so we really can start massaging and, and nurturing that relationship, yes? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, fabulous. All right, what's the second common mistake that you see? I think this one is getting less and less because people are starting to understand the importance of it. But if you're running Facebook ads without conversion tracking, which Mm -hmm. means Facebook tells you, you know, how many people have clicked over to your, your site and how many people have signed up for your list, which is an example of a conversion. Mm -hmm. If you don't have conversion tracking set up, then you are sadly throwing away your money because that way you can't take a look at your campaigns and see, Oh, look at that. That is the version of ad copy that really spoke to the people I'm targeting. And that is what made them click and sign up versus, you know, another piece of ad copy or another image. I mean, I like to test out a lot of different things. It's really easy to do with Facebook ads, testing out different images, ad copy, things like that. Mm -hmm. But um, it's all kind of pointless if you can't say, oh, that's it. Now I'm going to do that over and over and over. Yes. You know, some people get really excited and, and sometimes on the, the other social media technologies as all platforms as well. Oh, you know, 500,000 people looked at this post. Fantastic. How many did you get on your list and how many of those, oh, yeah. you know, converted into clients? And it's, they kind of look at you straight and you say, well, that's what we're in business for, isn't it? Yes, it's great that you shared some piece of inspirational tip that touched the lives of, you know, half a million people. But look, you could do so much more in their lives if they became your client. So let's set up a really good strategy that's going to get them into your world and uh, onto your list. It's so important. I totally agree. Yeah, it's just kind of kind of amazing. There are actually a lot of products out there that really they bum me out because they promise, you know, how to use Facebook ads to get so many likes or shares or visits to your website. And it's mm. just like, oh, but what's the point? Yes. What's the point if nobody can then get updates from you or yeah. become your client or your customer? So the huge aha for people here that that have been dabbling with Facebook ads. That is just kind of like step one, isn't it? The real step, the real purpose, the real strategy should be then to get people on the list. And that you haven't even thought of that step, 
then obviously um, you haven't sat down and, and really thought out that strategy. So is there anything else that you see that often happens that you kind of think, people, you need to change this if you want to really start getting great results with your Facebook ads? Well, this is once again going to tie back into strategy. But so there is sort of a divided camp among the Facebook ad experts about whether or not you should be running ads to grow likes on your page. Mm -hmm. And I personally, I honestly haven't had a ton of success with that. It's more cost efficient for me to drive people straight to my list than to pay to be a fan and then pay to reach them again. Because that's what people don't quite realize is that, yeah, you can end up getting a really inexpensive cost per new like, but then you have to pay and run list building ads to your fans in order to actually see a return on, on that money because Facebook has slashed all of our reaches. You know, I call it the organic reach massacre of 2013. (laughs) So you could spend as much money as you like, but you're still only going to reach what, you know, five to 10% of them with each of your posts. So it's, it's a two part strategy. So if that has actually gotten you good results, that's awesome. But just keep in mind that, you know, you need to have that other campaign going, which gets you from getting a new fan to getting a new subscriber. Yes. Because, you know, what a lot of people don't realize now, and although a lot more people are becoming far more aware of it, is that even though people are now on your business page and people, oh, you know, I've got 2,000 or whatever the number is, yes, but how many of those people are actually seeing your posts? How many people are engaging? And, you know, how many of those people are actually stepping into your world on a regular basis? And if you're not thinking about that, then you're not leveraging it as as you should to, to be able to grow your business. So tell us then about how to target people on Facebook because targeting is so very important because, you know, we know that there's huge numbers that are often getting thrown around, but out of those huge numbers, there are only a small portion of people who are your ideal clients. And if we're not niching in our business, that's something that we need to be very mindful of first and get to, to figure out. So what are some suggestions for figuring out who to target on Facebook? Well, targeting keeps getting kind of more sophisticated with mm-hmm. Facebook, and that is awesome. The only thing is right now, it's still impossible to kind of pinpoint people with a this and that kind of thing. So let me give you an example. I kind of always use the same example and he laughs at me, but it is really a great case study of, of targeting. But a friend of mine has an organization business. You know, he's, he'll go into your home and put everything in order. I could actually use that in my office right now. But, um, so we actually became friends when he found my blog and, and asked me about his campaign because he was targeting people who liked. So this is actually something, if you're not familiar with Facebook ads, you can target people by interests mm-hmm. and interests also means Facebook pages, the pages that, that these people like. So yes. for example, I often run ads that target Amy Porterfield. I have to stop saying this though, because I think the competition keeps going up for Amy Porterfield because I notice my ads keep getting more expensive, but oh well. <laughs> So Amy Porterfield talks about Facebook ads. So I know that her audience is already primed for someone Mm. like me to come in and say, Hey, you know, like this is more information about that. But this guy was targeting people who liked Trader Joe's. So Trader Joe's, you know, people who shop at Trader Joe's 
they might also be interested in getting organized. Mm-hmm. But what percent of them really, what percent of Trader Joe's fans are actually like, oh, I have this problem, which is that I don't get organized enough. Probably a pretty small one. Mm-hmm. The problem is his ads were being shown to all of Trader Joe's fans in that specific geographic location. And he just, he just wasn't getting any clicks. Right. So what we ended up doing, I think, was tweaking his targeting so that it targeted people who liked the container store. And there was one other that it was like a magazine that was just devoted to getting organized, organizing your space. Yes. And he, he saw a serious increase in, in clicks on his ads because the, he was just targeting more of the really ideal customers or clients. So that's mm. sort of my, my biggest recommendation is to filter out anything that's like, well, maybe some of my ideal customers are in this in this audience. Yeah. No, try to go as specific as possible. Yeah. Now this is such a great insight and, and thank you for sharing that example. But one of the things that really came up for me as being important is sometimes we need to have a conversation with someone outside of our business because we can assume something, whereas someone else, like such as yourself, to come in and say, well, hang on a second, are these people really going to be interested? It just opens up the possibility to other, oh, I never thought of that. So the more specific we get and narrowing down, and a lot of people would think it's the other way around. The more we target, the more we can convert. But what you're saying, it's actually the opposite. The less you target, the more specific we are, the more we convert. And that's because people are going to be a lot more interested the more we get so clear on, yeah, their habits, their interests, where they're at, you know, kind of, yeah, people are buying containers what are they buying containers for? Because, hey, maybe they want to get organized and put things in these containers. So such a great yeah. example. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of people don't know about the really crazy focused demographic targeting you can do with Facebook ads. So right now I'm running clients, uh, sorry, running ads for a client who's the women that she work with tend to have graduate degrees or higher. Mm-hmm. So I was actually able to filter out the women that were targeting by their degree. Wow. I mean, that's that's something you can't do with Google AdWords, you know, almost anything right yeah. now. So it's really, I mean, you kind of hear that about any branding or audience question. You know, you want to niche down so that your message really reaches the right people. I like to think of it in terms of Facebook ads is leaving people out of the party. Mm. You know, like I'm I'm paying for the drinks, I'm paying for the food and the entertainment at this party. So I don't want to invite anyone in except for the right people. Exactly. Well, if you think, you know, you are investing in in being able to reach out to those people and share something with them and you want to make sure that the people that are being exposed and getting an opportunity to read whatever content it is you're sharing are going to be in that position or in the stage of their life or whatever that they're going to go, hey, this is for me. This is something I'm interested in. Otherwise, it'll never get seen. It'll just, oh, yeah, you know, another message kind of thing and, and not really spark that action, which, of course, is that click. Yeah, absolutely. And here is the unfortunate truth, however, that sometimes depending on your audience, Facebook ads won't let you get super targeted mm. like that. Like you, it's just because of the, the pages that are in their system. For, so for example, I was working with somebody who works with bloggers and all of the best pages 
from businesses that also work with bloggers were too small in terms of numbers of fans mm -hmm. for Facebook because they tend to have a, a limit, like a minimum. Otherwise, they're not going to show up under the interests oh, for Facebook targeting. And that is yeah. so frustrating. Mm. And if, if that happens to anyone while they're putting together their ads and they just can't quite get as specific as they like, I mean, I, I'm not going to say to completely abandon the possibility of Facebook ads. But don't spend too much money running those tests. Know that you're limited yeah. about that. And know that, you know, eventually Facebook might improve. They're probably going to improve because they really do keep getting more and more impressive in terms mm. of what they let you do. But yeah, don't spend too much money if you don't feel like you're really able to target the yeah. right audience. Look, a question that I'm sure people are now thinking, Claire, is when you put together a campaign and you're running it on Facebook, as far as measuring and monitoring, what kind of time span would you say would be something that you would recommend people start to, to look at? Is, I don't know whether that question is a how long is a piece of string kind of thing, but if, <laughs> if you kind of see, well, we've been running this over like the seven days and we can kind of, do you then go in there and monitor kind of from the get-go or do you say, look, you really do need to leave a campaign running for X amount of days or weeks or whatever so that we can get some really good feedback back from the, the results or maybe lack of results? That is definitely my most frequently asked question. And it's not, the answer is not, you know, how long is a, a string? But, um, <laughs> oh man, I really like that phrase. Oh, you don't get that Sorry. phrase in the US? Well, I'm in Argentina, so ah. I don't get a lot of native English speakers. Okay. Yes. That's so right. I, I, I miss things like that. <laughs> All right. So all the Argentinian listeners are going, what on earth are they talking about? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yes. Okay. So the question, ah, timelines. Mm. I, my rule of thumb is to sit on my thumbs, to really sit on my hands when it comes to tweaking things for at least two days. Mm -hmm. It can be less time if you're spending a lot, like, a hundred dollars a day or more, which mm -hmm. most small businesses definitely don't start with. And I don't recommend that, that you start with that either. But, um, if you're doing 20, $30 a day, try to let them run for two days. And then on the third day, you can have the campaign end just after two days. If you want, you can schedule that. Mm -hmm. Then go in and look at the reports and look at your best performing ads. And, and if you aren't happy with the ads, check out, I actually have a, a tutorial on my website about how to figure out what didn't work. But yeah, give it that time because Facebook needs to optimize your campaigns for, to show to the right people. And sometimes I usually see better results on day two than than the first day. Interesting. And sometimes yeah. even better on day three. Oh, great, great. Well, thank you for that feedback. And of course, uh, everyone's going, what's the web address? We'll share that with you before we finish the, the interview. So just hang on there for a moment because um, Claire's going to talk about power editor versus the regular interface. And you're really passionate about people learning about how to use power editor. Now, for people that we've just mentioned a term, they've never heard of power editor. Do you want to just briefly define what power editor is? Sure. So the power editor is Facebook's tool that you can use to put together your ad campaigns. And mm -hmm. if you're thinking, wait a second, I've been putting together my campaigns already and I've never heard of this. What you're using is the ad, the ads manager. And that's sort of just the simple, they'll walk you through the process of putting together your campaigns and you really just mm -hmm. do one ad at a time and then get them running. Bad the power goodness. editor 
I guess it was originally created for bigger agencies or advanced advertisers, but it is the best thing that has ever happened to me and my business, <laughs> but also to anyone who is willing to take the time to learn it. I just wrote a, a post the other day about why, like really why, because I get this question. It is not a fun for, well, for most people, it is not a fun place to hang out on Facebook because the inner, the user interface is not so lovely. And there's a lot of menus and, and then, and options and boxes to check. Mm-hmm. So people are like, really, why do I need to do it? And I just went through the ads manager, which I hadn't used to create ads in about two years. And I just found so many limitations. Facebook really just kind of holds onto the control more of your ads and your campaigns mm-hmm. when you set up ads in the ads manager. They limit the number of characters you can use. It's infuriating for someone yeah. like me, but it's just, it's really worth the time to dip your toes in the power editor. And the more you, it's just like anything else, the more you use it, the easier it gets. Mm, yeah. Look, thank you for sharing that because for many people who are using the regular interface and and finding that there are those limitations, Power Editor by the sounds of it is, uh, and I've used it myself. And I was just speaking to someone yesterday at a networking event here in Melbourne and she put power what? And I thought, oh, well, you're just going to have to listen to the interview that I do with Claire because she was already excited. She boosted her post and she was excited, (laughs) you know, which is fabulous. Yes, it got, and she did get conversions to her event, which was great. But, um, you know, not many people know about that. So, Claire, how can people get hold of you and find out more and read all these great blog posts that you've been sharing? Well, my website is clairepels.com. That's C-L-A-I-R-E-P-E-L-L-S.com. There you can find my blog. You can download a free guide to list building with Facebook ads, which again is my number one strategy when you're actually investing in paid campaigns. And then I've got a Facebook page, of course, but I really hang out mostly on Twitter. I'm at clairepels on Twitter. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And of course, we will put all of the links to Claire's side and, and her social um, her social platform so that you can connect with her as well. Now, one of the things that I also always say to people and, and listening to what was Claire was saying today, there really are some things that you need to know about Facebook ads for them to really work. And I think if you're struggling with this, yet you realize that there's, there could be some real great benefits hire an expert, get someone like Claire to support you because the amount of money, and I'm sure you've got clients and horror stories and people who have tried to do it on their own, Claire, before hiring an expert such as yourself, can be literally thousands of dollars, yes? If they're not careful. Yes. Hmm. H- however, I'm going to say something that you're, I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with you actually. Yeah. And this is sort of strange coming from a Facebook ads consultant. But yeah. What I'm noticing about the changes in Facebook's advertising algorithms is that things are getting more expensive. So it is actually hard for me when somebody comes to me to estimate how much their cost per signup is going to be and Mm. therefore their ROI. Mm -hmm. So I would say even before you, you know, think about hiring somebody to do this, And when you're thinking about hiring somebody, it really should be in a situation where you've already got products or services put together. So you do have a way of making back your investment Mm. because, you know, of course, in addition to the ads, this is sort of the different thing 
about hiring someone like me is that you, you pay the expert and you pay for the ads. So yeah. I do recommend getting a little, my free guide or something else that I'm actually putting together soon, which is a more comprehensive handbook, I guess you would say mm-hmm. for your campaigns and trying it yourself so that you can say, okay, my industry is really competitive on Facebook. I now know that I'm going to need to put X amount of dollars per sign up. Mm. So maybe, maybe my business isn't ready for that because yeah. it's hard to find that out after you've already paid someone to do it for you. Sure. So definitely then get the guides because I'm sure in those guides, Claire, you've got the the minimum things that should be in place so that once people start to leverage these ads, it can really roll into generating those subscribers and of course, potential clients. So it's a great, great point. Thank you for, for clearing that up. And so get the guides, all of the, you know, the links are on the, the show notes, so pop across to the show notes. One of the things that we love to encourage you, you to do is to scroll down to the section where all of the comments, you can leave comments. What is that your aha? What is an action step that you are going to take? And maybe after listening to some of the things that Claire said today, you realize that, hey, my business is not yet ready to dip the toe into the pool of ads on on Facebook, which is fantastic. So maybe now you put your attention and focus into creating some of those key things that Claire said is so important to have in place before you start doing that. Leave a comment there. It's always great to share. If you know anybody else that could certainly benefit from listening to Claire's wisdom today, share the show too, share the love, get it out there in the hands of colleagues that you know could certainly benefit uh, from uh, all of the wisdom on today's show too. Claire, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show. No, thank you, Emery. It was really awesome. You've been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Do you want to promote your business to tens of thousands of other ambitious entrepreneurs, both nationally and internationally? I invite you to reach out and learn more about our customized sponsorship packages by emailing beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com. That's beasponsor at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com and we'll send you out further details. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.